mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I have no idea who it is or uh, what it is. I got to listen to it, though, because it does it does interest me. Um, all right, I'm out of material. <laughs> <laughs> I have come to the end of my line. This is The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. Well, I want to start off um, by complimenting a five-star Apple reviewer who left a review of our podcast referring to it as, quote, a random grab bag of fun, which I love because I love the phrase grab bag and always have. It sounds a little bit dirty. Um, it does But not quite. What? What are you imagining? I'm like, I don't know. Baby. Uh, but anyway, the reason I love uh, th- that description is that, Christopher, do you remember when we were uh, doing the very first podcast ever and I was in my closet and you burst <laughs> in on me? Um, and by the way, that podcast, that first episode ever sounds so different from what the podcast became. I want people to go back and listen to that first episode. That back when bizarre. my dad wanted the podcast to just be like 12 four-minute segments. Yes, right. It was very segmented, very compartmentalized. And it was just but, essentially you reading, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, Dad, slow down to make it seem like you're not reading. And then he would just read slower, and it was still clear that he was reading. Right. I remember uh, Mike Ryan's first comment uh, to me about the podcast was that he liked it, but it was pretty obvious I was reading. But at any rate, the the, the random grab bag of fun uh, struck me positively because I described it from the very get-go as a variety show. Like, you know, you would never have any idea what you were going to hear next. When really it's just you gas bagging and us talking. Like, Correct. Yeah. The gas bag of fun. <laughs> a gas bag of fun, right. Gas bag, random grab bag of... A grab gas bag. I want to uh, mention something really exciting. This is a new project of the Greg Cody Show Usually podcast. when you say this, it's not exciting. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, you, have a, you have a real thing about like... When you're hyping something up is super exciting, I generally right. think you're going to mess with me and it's not going to be exciting. Yeah, that's okay. great. Greg, if Greg applies any sort of platitude <laughs> to something, it's always false. Award-winning, super exciting. Right. <laughs> I have the awards here if you ever want to see them. So go I ahead. Never, let's hear it. I never refer to anything as award-winning if it hasn't won a legitimate award. No, the exciting new project of the Greg Cody Show podcast, of course, is our effort to rename Mount Rushmore as Mount Gregmore. And this is official now. It's on, it's a petition on change.org. Oh, God. And uh, no, we want to explain that. I want to read what the petition says. And then we want to talk about what inspired it, which is Jalen Rose, the ESPN (laughs) analyst. Wow, you could have given me a thousand names to guess on who inspired this. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I mean, it's just so random. You don't know the Jalen Rose thing? Okay. I don't. Here's what the description of the uh, petition says. Mount Rushmore, the celebrated national landmark, but not to many Native Americans, has been controversial for years and certainly since the 1980s when the U.S. Supreme Court ruled the U.S. had unlawfully stolen the Black Hills territory of South Dakota 
home of Mount Rushmore, from the Lakota Indians and awarded $17 million in damages. Use of the phrase Mount Rushmore as the acclamation of greatness, i.e. the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, also has increasingly come under fire, including most recently by ESPN analyst Jalen Rose. Well, the Greg Cody Show podcast has a solution. Mount Gregmore is a popular segment from the podcast, and the show is offering Mount Gregmore as a replacement name, free of all the sins and dark past associated with Mount Rushmore. Sign the petition and join the cause today. Now, this is an exciting update. More We've only been doing this a couple of days. Haven't really even advertised it that much until right now. More people have already signed our petition than would fit in two or three large sedans. Oh, wow. People (laughs) are lining up. (laughs) The last time I checked, we had almost 20 signatures. (laughs) Estimated 19 people have already gotten on board. That's a movement. It's a movement. It really is. And, And we thank all of you for doing that. Now, you just wasted like three minutes of my life, I feel like. <laughs> okay. No, no, this is, this is important because we actually are taking on something that could actually happen, changing the name around Mount Rushmore to Mount Gregmore. We're forming a committee because we haven't decided yet whether we're going to remove the faces of the four presidents from the new Mount Gregmore. <laughs> my inclination is to keep them because I'm going to tell you what, okay, Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, and Roosevelt, of course, We all know the sordid past is related to the stealing of Indian land. So the Mount Gregmore will keep the location in South Dakota, will keep the four presidents on it. What are we doing right now? What will change in addition to the name is that um, 50% of all of the revenue from the new Mount Gregmore uh, will go directly to Native American causes uh, nationwide. Can we put... Like, you know, like that kind of thing etched on the heads of the former slave owners that are up there, you know? Yes. That's probably a wiser thing to do than to you know necessarily call them super great. That's what I was doing when he was saying, I was thinking the whole time that, you know, Washington had a bunch of slaves. I think Jefferson was more notorious even than Washington. Yeah, no, most definitely. But but let me tell you, that's Jalen's whole point in this is that like, we are using people who were like prolific slave owners as right. a symbol for greatness. And so before you, at, at Jim Jensen Jr. on Twitter, before you really come at us too much about turning this into a gimmick, we agree with Jalen. He is saying, why are we using these people as the symbol of greatness or how we're going to rank our greatness? Let's find something different. We agree with him. We're not taking away any of the seriousness of that. So, but he does invite us to find something different. So. I want to thank Yeti for taking the narcissism out of this because really my dad was just wanting people to say Mount Gregmore. Like right. that was my dad. That's my dad's fight. Yeah. And Yeti, thank you because I'm with Yeti. That let I'd rather be on that team than the guy that just wants something named after him. Oh, I'm about to let you down and say, yeah, well, let's let's continue to replace it with Mount Gregmore. Right. Oh no, it should be. That's yeah, but but that's why we're replacing it. My dad wants to replace it just so it says Mount Gregmore. <laughs> Yeti and I are in the team of Jalen. Like it's not right. Right. Uh, I agree with Jalen. Um, he really makes a valid point that I hadn't sufficiently considered. Yeah. You know, I I knew about the controversy of Mount Rushmore, mostly related to the stolen land. I hadn't given enough consideration to the four figures etched in stone. But um, anyway, we're going to go ahead with this petition because it's very important to change the name of Mount Rushmore symbolically. 
Well, it's uh, not even changing the name of that. It's changing how we reference great, how we rank our greatness. Yes. When we say people are on our Mount Rushmore of basketball or Mount Rushmore of rock albums or whatever, yes. change it right. to Mount Gregmore. Yeah. And Greg, tell us why Mount Gregmore is that much better. Listen, everybody who follows this show knows Mount Gregmore kicks the ass of Mount Rushmore because Rushmore is just four. It's a top four. Mount Gregmore is a top five plus honorable mentions. Unlimited gonna, honorable mentions. We're yeah. going to have to add a few presidents if, if it becomes Mount Gregmore. Like there's going to have to be a fifth one added and then a yeah. bunch of other well, like small heads in like the background that are the <laughs> yeah. honorable mentions. I, I honestly um, and and I'm not you know, this is going to come off a little bit egotistical, but I think the fifth <laughs> face probably should be mine. I thought you were going to say Obama, but okay. I mean, it's we have, cold. We have four Greg Cody's and a Barack Obama for good measure. Oh, wow. That would be good. You right, know, let's do it that right. way. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> hopefully we're going to mention this petition on the Levitard show next time I'm in, and we're going to get that. We're going to move that number of signatures from 19 exponentially. It's going to just explode. And we're going to make this happen. What do you? How many signatures do you need for something to get? Like, isn't there a thing like if you get X amount of signatures, it can like go up in front of Congress or something? Well, I think it. <laughs> I think for it to reach that level, it has to be at least a hundred thousand. But according to Change.org, if we get to one hundred, which is certainly reasonable and expected, uh, if we get to one hundred, uh, Change.org will consider like promoting it with within their ecosystem. So. <laughs> We'll tweet it out. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get, oh, we'll get more than 100. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, people who, who are kind enough to buy our shirts in the merch store and stuff like that, who really support our show in every way, go to change.org and click on uh, uh, this petition and give it a signature. It's cost you nothing. Uh, you will not be uh, penalized by it or chased by the FBI. It's perfectly legal. And we appreciate it. And speaking of people who buy our, our shirts, we are announcing this week on social media. Follow the Greg Cody Show on Twitter and on Instagram. We will be tweeting out the winners of our meet and greet. We had hundreds and hundreds of people buy our stuff, tweet us. So we have a lot to go through, but we will pick the winners this week. And I think we're going to do, me and my dad, we had so many that I think we're going to do two. Instead, we were going to do one with like 15 people in it. But then it's like people don't have time. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to break it into two so we can keep it to like six or seven or eight people in one. So it's not too hard to like connect with people. So be on the lookout this week. A thousand. I know. I think we said last week we would do it that like last week. This week, thousand percent reaching out to you. So we appreciate all the support there. Yeah, we do. And, uh, you know, we, we tend to make promises on this show that we don't keep. We're well intended. (laughs) <laughs> but this is an example, like we said last week, we're going to announce them now and we're putting it off a week, just like the Greg, uh, the father son Olympics was supposed to be five weeks <laughs> and it's now dragging into several months because what has it turned into? Like what? Like it, what, how, five months and 11 events. Like how many weeks has it been? No, oh, gosh. No I mean, no we, yeah, it's been several. I don't remember when we started this. I don't either. That's how long ago it was. Like, is it going to be at least finished in 10 weeks or no, right? Not even. It's not even no, 10 weeks. no, 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 no. But um, we're, we're nine of 11 events in ping pong and swimming are left. So we're going to get that done. How did we how did we end up with 11 events? We had 10 at one point. You guys added in uh, cornhole. I yeah. Think. Oh, yeah. No, cornhole was a replacement. No, no. Or- that's the thing. I think we just ended up adding to it. We yeah, didn't like yeah. replace anything. Right. 
Um, at any rate, um, I want to share a story. Uh, I, I was seeing a general surgeon uh, the other day in a doctor's office because uh, regarding my belly button, my uh, umbilical navel. How's that going? Uh, well, the, the surgeon thinks they should operate. Jesus. Uh, because surgeons want to be surgeons. Dad, why, are, why am I like talk, hearing about this for the first time on a <laughs> podcast? Oh, because it's a minor thing. It's minor surgery. Virgin. It's minor surgery. And I haven't decided to have it yet. I think I'm going to put it off until after football season uh, because this is the busy time of year for me work-wise. Yeah, what, what's months. your health, right? I mean, yeah. the Dolphins play the Patriots week one. You gotta... It's a gacky. Right. What's my health? <laughs> uh, but here's the, the uplifting thing. I think they play the Jets. Um, the oh, no, surgeon... What, what, who's mumbling here? Why does Sorry, this... I was just like talking out loud. I thought I got the schedule wrong, and then I realized I got it right. So okay, okay. it's, it's been close important. to fifteen weeks, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, see, it's been almost four <laughs> months. This five week Father Son Olympics, we do nothing on time around here, including get to the point of this story. But um, <laughs> so the surgeon, in the middle of uh, trying to convince me to to do this now, lists all the reasons why it's better to do it now and get it over with than wait. Yeah. And one of the reasons uh, he mentions is that uh, if if a patient is obese, there's a greater risk for this particular type of surgery. But then he said something that that made my heart sing. He said, but you're not obese. And I cannot tell you how thrilling it was for me to hear a medical man, a surgeon looking at me, uh, <laughs> verify to me, justify to me and verify that i am not an obese person and that's your standard you're like as long as i'm not obese then yes. i can just live <laughs> right. exactly the way i've been living i don't have to be thin uh i i just don't want to be someone who uh, an expert a medical professional looks at and thinks is obese which brings me so you to... brought this all up just to kind of make people who are large feel shitty all no. right good no 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 but but bill maher did that for me on hbo's real <laughs> time right. so let's bring that up I want I want to because I'm not agreeing with Bill Maher. But what he said, uh, I thought was was very it both made sense and was instantly controversial at the same time. Is it along the lines? I've heard Bill Burr do a bit on just like, why do we not give fat people a hard time? It's like fully in their control. Hey, right. Go eat a salad. Walk. And boom, you'll start losing weight. Like, it's kind of like even though it is something I think proven that like is something you can get addicted to and can become like a disease. So it's more factors than just simply what we eat. That's a big part of it, but but metabolism is more factors, metabolism, your genetics, your, your exercise uh, ability, your exercise decisions, your psyche. Like Mm -hmm. if you're really miserable, you're going to eat, you know what I mean? Like people who, struggle in other areas of their life like people dealing with abuse and stuff can become addicted to other things and then they get addicted to food so it's like you know there's a lot of stuff that goes into it and there's the way we we judge it too i was curious like is your doctor saying that on the eye test or is he using bmi because according to bmi i am morbidly obese but greg you've met me you've seen me in person (laughs) no i think listen i think all three of us on this show Probably could lose ten or fifteen pounds. Right. I don't oh, think any I'm overweight, of us is, right. but yeah. I would not consider myself ob- obese. But, the, but my but, doctor, right? Exactly. The standard for doctors. That's why, honestly, data. It joking aside, I'm surprised you are not considered obese because I thought the standard medically was actually pretty low. Somebody you look at, like Yeti and I, like you, you, you think of them just, oh, that's just a guy. Like maybe yeah, he's got a little beer belly, or I, right. Yeti doesn't, but like you know, a belly, right. and it's but. But it's really like, but we're technically obese, but you don't look at someone and think, wow, they're obese. Right, exactly. Also, this doctor 
was not seeing me <laughs> shirtless either, you know. So it wasn't anything like maybe you are technically obese. He was just being nice. I think I don't don't prick my balloon here. He, because like, Yeti's right. <laughs> yeah, that was a good follow up by him. It was just like I think he was just saying something to you. It wasn't like he did a test. Did right. your BMI? It could be by BMI. He might have been saying that. Who knows? I don't. But, I don't know. But my dad said he didn't see me with his shirt off, implying that there were zero tests put into this like conversation well bmi is height and weight which is all they really go on which is one of the reasons why it's so problematic yeah that's right okay all right well immediately after this podcast i'm gonna have a dozen shallots for lunch <laughs> that's what i'm gonna have but, the return of the shallot christopher i want to talk to you we were at uh magic city casino for the uh highlight draft yeah and people who uh, may remember the sesta cyclones the season two has come around already um, talk about that draft a little bit because I found it very interesting, and I actually found interesting the strategy your team yeah. used in the draft. So we were able to keep three players of our six and Manu, our leader, because basically if you keep a player where they were drafted last year, you lose that pick this year. So we went with the strategy of keep, as opposed to keeping our top three players, we knew every other team would keep their top three players, hence eliminating their first round pick. So we kept Mark. our second, third, and fourth player, then falling, oh, first pick in the draft. Even though we were the defending champions and had the last pick in the first round, we were the only team to not keep our number one player. So we had the first pick of the draft. So we essentially kept our top four players, even though we were only allowed to keep three. It was so great. That, so that was that's how that's where we went in. Go. So we started there. So the real decisions we needed to make on Friday were the fifth and sixth pick. It's basically like the the lower end spots on the team. With our fifth pick, long story short, it came to us. We took the guy who we had last year, Jedin. Has a Super Bowl ring, played at UM, crazy athletic, great energy, great team guy. We brought him back. Sixth pick comes. Joseph, who we had last year, is available for us. Mm -hmm. But Williams is our is also there. And the guys know way more than me. They say Williams has got gr even gr a great energy. He's actually cousins with Jedin. So like they have that connection. And so nepotism got Williams on our team. <laughs> I'm kidding. It really, like, honestly, they were they were just dissecting it from a strategical move. It wasn't because yeah. he's his cousin. It just worked out that way. Right. But Williams was jacked up. There's a video of him. It's like, dude, like, we joke about High Lie and stuff, and there's, like, you know, Dan makes likes to make fun. This is real to these guys, and these guys it were is. genuinely excited when they got drafted. Um, and then after we drafted our team, we have to set our our doubles match uh, matchups and that's like you set it at the beginning and it's it, and it's set for the whole season so it's a big decision and the amount of time my team took to strategize as opposed to the other teams who just kind of like filled out okay these are our players these are our players our team was dissecting knowing what every other team's pairs were going to look like and then my dad was watching it like we were sitting around for like a half hour just i'm sitting there not knowing anything they're saying i'm just trying to like nodding along but it was it was really impressive and cool to see how serious they took this and how prepared my team was. Like Manu and Manny and Carballo and Ikeda, just all four of them had everything to say, and it was just really cool to watch them work. Yeah, they care. They 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 were really into it. They the championship trophy was on our table, and uh, and these guys want to win it again. And I I was very impressed by that. Christopher had the chance. Now nobody is more pro nepotism than I am, but. <laughs> Christopher had the chance to exert his authority as owner and overrule and draft right. Joseph. Like I had the final say, Yeti. Like they were right. basically deciding everything, but I had the pen in my hand and I had 
the sheet of paper to write the name. So like if right. I was just like, sorry guys, I think we should run it back. Like I literally could have been just that asshole that like doesn't really watch these guys play as much as they do. Like these guys know every player in this league. So like right. I'd be an idiot not to like go with what they think, but I could have been a Jerry Jones and was just like, we're taking Joseph. It would just right. been funny maybe, but they, <laughs> I, let, I let my team decide and uh, they seemed very informed. They were very prepared. Yeah, they it had done been like Ma- Manu had done so many mock drafts. He was like predicting every pick before it went. Really? Like, Didn't you also have a Manny last year? Or, or we do. We t- have Manny back. Okay, yeah, Manny. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the grizzled vet. He's like what we call our captain, even though he's like our yeah, because he's the one pick. that's like forty eight something like that. Yeah, yeah. he's the really? older dude. And then Manu is the tall guy, the lefty who just was on fire last year. He's just become like, he would have been the best. He would have gone one, one overall. Like, yeah, Christopher, um, one thing you don't do as well as run a highlight team is um, connected to um, the lottery. Uh, Christopher and I were all yeah. set to win a billion dollars to become billionaires. <laughs> I thought our chances were very, very good. I, I thought we had a great shot. And the sole reason we didn't win the lottery to become billionaires was why Christopher. I forgot to buy the tickets. You didn't buy any of the tickets no. at all. No, I transferred him two hundred dollars. <laughs> he, which did I ever get that back? By the yes. way, yes. Okay. Um, I actually, oh, I actually gave you more than two hundred back because I owed I owed mom money. Right, and the morning. So the morning after the lottery is announced, I text Christopher to say, <laughs> "Did we win big or something like that?" <laughs> and he's like, "Nah, I forgot to do it." <laughs> I mean, it's so ridiculous. It was your idea. Right. It was. It just, that was that Friday that I had the staycation with Graceland. Remember, we went to dinner. That oh, was a, boy, do I remember. Yeah, that was. Oh, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to get into that meal. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeti, I wanted to um, uh, refer back to to last week and the debut of uh, of your great song Pebble Drive, uh, which is sort of an ode to to my childhood. An and instant I, classic, I'd call it. it. Yes, <laughs> it go is stream it classic. by the way. Go, go right. download it. Do whatever. Yeti, Please. what do you prefer? What what could the people do that would help you the most? Oh, what helps me the most is when it's purchased, and you can do that on on iTunes. You can do that on Bandcamp. I get a little bit more from Bandcamp than iTunes, but it's close because that that stuff is what I will dump into future songs. And really, I I you know I have. A dream of I don't care if it's the only one I ever do, but I've got songs that I'm putting toward an album right now, and I'd love to be able to put out a full 
official release like a full album yeah. one day and that's so that's nice. what i'm working towards so yeah the actual purchase downloads help but if you really look at the numbers like it takes a lot <laughs> a lot to even I, I forgot what it is but like spotify to even get a hundred dollars on spotify it it takes like like ten thousand downloads that's, or something i can't remember it's bullshit for artists it's, man but or it's it's different it's it's just a different game than when they would sell cds and tapes yeah it's just yeah. to the the you know once there was pirating music and then online streaming and then streaming services where you could do a subscription package it just changed the old industry and you just have to find a different way to 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 make money now as an artist it's why i have a day job you know and <laughs> and this <laughs> and this and this um i'm yours by the way man that was my favorite part it was one of my favorite parts of tuesday that was cool it didn't pick up on mike but i was like our yeti blanc and like tony in the corner of the room's like ours and i was like yeah ours like, because I kind of right. like almost say it to like myself. I'm like, that's right, ours. I yes. was saying it to Tony. He like said it off mic. Yeah, yeah he said he's ours. And I was like, oh, thanks, guys. You know, damn right. And and uh, and we're happy about that every week. Um, but Yeti, I was listening to our podcast last week, which How I do every week. How many times have you listened to the song? I bet a does. I bet a quarter of the streams on Spotify have just been my dad. <laughs> I'm going to They're be gonna, very tr- I'm going to be very truthful. I have not listened to it on Spotify yet. I was going to say Spotify's Spotify's uh, they <laughs> they they're going to flag me and remove my profile because they they'll they'll capture that all the streams are coming from one IP address. My dad's so bad with technology <laughs> that his way of listening to it is just on the podcast. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But I was listening to the podcast last week, which I do every week because I I like to hear it as I think a listener is is consuming it. And so Yeah, same. Yeah, and so I heard myself laugh, Yeti, when you referred to having had some sort of production help from a studio in Slovakia. When you said the word Slovakia, I immediately laughed because it it just sounded like something you would say as a joke. How on earth does a studio in Slovakia come to be involved in your Pebble Drive song? All right, so I did all the recording here at my house in my little, my bonus closet studio that I've made. And then I have a friend who does music too, and he uses this service to get outsourced to other musicians for things that you can't do. Like, this is the same way I found Mr. Esteban Sax, uh, the guy who did that, that absolutely smoking sax solo in the song. It was great. Uh, he told me about this website, Air Gigs. And it's, it's a, there's another site out there called Fiverr, but Air Gigs is really more pointed toward. It's like people looking for it's like contractor work for music stuff, right? So it's like yeah, yeah. Air gigs is more pointed at at, at music and product and music production than than Fiverr is. If you need a jazz, if you need a, a solo on this instrument, if you need someone to mix down your stuff, yes. If you need a jazz flute, you can find it. And it's just basically like just like surveying people, and they say how much it'll cost, and then you reach out to them, send them the stuff, and that's awesome. They tell you their price, they tell you their turn time, and uh, the, and they give you some samples. And and so I, I listened to Mr. Esteban Sachs's work. That's the name he likes to go by. Um, and and then I saw he was from Miami too, and I was like, oh, this is extra perfect. He's a Cuban immigrant as of ten years ago. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is cool. He's never heard of Dan, so that was extra funny. Um, but then so the studio, I, I found the price. I was like, well, I like this price. Let's see how they sound because. I mean, we're in a day where everybody thinks they're a, a, a yeah. everybody thinks they can produce a podcast. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I listened to the music They they said they mostly specialize in like hard rock and metal. And I was like, well, shoot, if they can make that stuff sound good and clear and nice, they'll be able to handle this song. And I listened mm-hmm. to it and I was like, they had some really sludgy stuff that sounded nice and crisp and clear. And I was like, yeah. 
let's do it. They had a quick turn time. They had like a four day turn turn time window. And I was like, that is worth all the hours that I would put in trying to learn how to do this myself and still be subpar. Let's go for it. And so I was just really thrilled with how it turned out. Yeah, no, so were we. And, uh, uh, you uh, went worldwide, a, a global effort to uh, put out that song, and, and we appreciate it. <laughs> and check it, check this out, guys. I got a... Um, oh, wow. Oh, wow. My dad needs one of those. I uh, I just picked this up from the Yeti Blanc store, the shop.yetiblanc.com. What wow. I'm holding for the listeners is a uh, a, a poster of the Pebble Drive, Pebble Drive art. It took me all, pretty much as long to design the album art for this as uh as it did to record the stupid song because i'm learning how to do graphic design as well while we're doing this and uh wow and i'm just really impressed with the quality of, of, of those are the lyrics right? it looks great on the, on the yeah word. yeah yeah so yeah um if you look at the 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 words pebble drive in the background i put the lyrics to the song on this newspaper generator so it kind of looked like it was an old newspaper mm-hmm. and uh then I, I put those in like intertwined those with the with the title of the song yeah and and if there were any doubt, the uh, the illustration is uh, 1440. That's yeah. My the house. house at the bottom is is a uh, an art- artistic rendering of of 1440, including the uh, the famous wall that my father built. So it stood the test of time. <laughs> it did. Yeah. The color array in the background is taken from the Miami Dolphins color scheme. So right. I just tried to it, work in all sorts of little Easter eggs for you. Greg. Yeah. No, it was great. Um. Christopher, I, I get a weird uh, text from Christopher the other day. It, basically, it was like a save the date. He says, Dad, be sure you're available the night of, and I forget what the date was. but And that remains a mystery to me. Christopher, I want you to tell me <laughs> as much as you can about why I'm saving the date for something happening in September that you and your, your friend Alex Benson are plotting and planning. Yeah, friend of the pod, FOP. Uh, Alex Benson, um, he, he and I did the the Fourth of July thing a f- at the uh, a, a month or so back. Right. Um. So you could tell him and I hit in our mid thirties, getting a little nostalgic with our lives, trying to recreate the beach stuff from our childhood. And now we uh, got an opportunity to do something, and we thought, you know, would this be cool to bring our dads to? And they were like, we were like, we we had the consensus. We're like, you know what, that would be cool. So we're going to do it. So something that was just going to be Alex and I were like, hey, let's bring the dads. Let's not tell them though. At least with you, I'm not telling you. Maybe he told his dad. I don't know. So I will give you one hint. It's basically just a night out, an evening out, not overly fancy. Right. I would, you know, dress like you were going to a sporting event, a movie or a concert. Like, you know, okay. just dress. I, you notice how I threw like a bunch of things in there to not give away what it could be. Ooh. And I'll also give you a hint. I'll tell you like a location of it. I'm not going to give you the exact address, but I will tell you like what type of establishment you'll okay. be walking into. Okay. If you'd like, or do you not want, do you have like, what are you thinking before I give you any hints? Like, what would you oh, like? You know, honestly, and I forget the date now, but obviously you said the date and I looked it up. My first uh, <laughs> thought was that the four of us were going to uh, a concert. That would be, oh, you like typed in concerts like Fridays? Uh, I, I said concerts and whatever the date was that you had given me. You can, Friday, and, uh, September 23rd. Okay, Friday, September 23rd. And, and I was thinking if, if there was some, you know, a Rolling Stones concert that I hadn't heard about yet that was right. on that date, that would have been my guess. But uh, that also would have cost you a hell of a lot of money. What'd you find? And like what concerts are, what concerts are here on Friday the 20th? None that I saw that screamed. Yeah, that's, that's what they're planning. Yeah. So you want to tell me, I mean, you can 
I'm definitely not going to tell you because I think it's nice. It's like I think it's fun fodder for like, you know, the weeks leading up, like for you to try to guess or whatever. But yeah, I will give you a hint that we will be attending a house in Miami, a house in Miami. And I don't want Yeti to guess because I, I just like I could tell Yeti offline. But just like I just like there's a chance based off of some of the people involved that Yeti might know. So I just like don't. If you do think you know Yeti, don't guess. You shut up. This is smokescreen, Greg. You're getting you're getting a one way ticket to Magic City Casino to watch the Sesta Cyclones play. <laughs> do they play that? <laughs> See, I got to look at the schedule. I actually got to look at the schedule too. Shit. <laughs> oh my god! You're gonna lose your team again. <laughs> oh my god! What is that opening night? Seriously, We're, what? You know what? What? And, and luckily, the thing that we're planning with Alex, we can push to another night we have to put like <laughs> this is offline i, I just realized that literally <laughs> the sesta cyclones start friday september 23rd like, oh my god literally the first friday of the season you gotta i don't know this can stay in i'm just oh saying, my like, god and the surprise is still intact because i'm going to move it like alex and i will pick <laughs> another date <laughs> but it's at a house in miami isn't that like a set thing that's maybe i'm just doing all this just to mess with you it is at a house <laughs> in miami and it's something that can be moved Okay. <laughs> and or maybe there's more than one of the thing we were going to do. Like, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to give away any details. So I'm trying okay. to be very. I just saved you from losing your team again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm intrigued now because I love a good surprise. So I have to ask, and you don't tell me any more than you want, but you made it sound like this is the two sons doing something for the dads. Like, okay. uh, I immediately go to the place where it's you're you're doing something that you think chris and i are gonna like really enjoy perhaps even be emotional about or something i would just say that it's no i mean it's just i I would just look at it like more like it's a night out like 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 it's the sons inviting their dads to something that they they might enjoy like i got cool i wouldn't get like it's not something you're i don't think you're gonna be moved to tears that's what you're asking okay (laughs) um dad joke of the week because i have to do one why are construction workers so much fun at a party? Um, hold on. I don't know. They know how to raise the roof. That's good. It's pretty good, right? <laughs> I need the white guy sounder for that, please. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I'm married to a lawyer. Don't consider myself litigious, but I'm considering suing the U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> um, it's come to my attention that they, they have a podcast. A USPS does have a podcast, which I got to listen to because that's going to be just a ton of fun. <laughs> it's called Mailing It. No, M A I L I N apostrophe. No, it's not. It, yes, it's, it is. I swear. It is. The, the U.S. Postal Service podcast is called Mailing It. I like the idea of them taking like a county and just reading every address. Like, <laughs> all right, here we have Cousin Eddie address 1448. Southwest 6th Street. Received right. three letters this week. <laughs> One from a collection agency, two from colleges. There you go. I would be interested in uh, bizarre uh, U.S. Postal Service stats that they could provide. You know, like there must be a way to determine, you know, some woman in Idaho sends more letters out than any other person in the country. I would be interested in that. More pornographic materials are delivered to this zip code every yes. year. than <laughs> Exactly. Now that's a podcast. That I would listen to. Yeah, that, that, also, that like, kind that, of detail. That, it also reveals like things people don't want out there. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, but but apparently it's it's very historical. They talk about you know the origin of the U.S. Postal Service and. Oh my God, I can't think of anything lamer. 
<laughs> I'm just glad Greg is finally like addressing that, acknowledging that this podcast exists because every week the Greg Cody show Twitter feed gets like two or three tweets at it with the, with the screenshot of mailing it of like yeah. the podcast announcement for months. Oh, I think I have seen that. Yeah. I think I have seen that. It's not like it's a new thing, but people are just now discovering it. So they're sending it over to Greg as like, as if they're the first ones to send it over. And uh, look, I've been that guy too. I will probably be that guy tomorrow with something else, making the same joke that's already been made a hundred times thinking I'm the first, yes. but like, yeah, I've been seeing it for, for, for several months. Okay. We'll, we'll get those things sent to us. And so I I'm wanna... glad you're acknowledging it. Greg I knows am. about this now. I do. It, it has come to my attention. It has come across my desk. It has come to my attention. And I want to announce right now to you two. I want the, the postal service mail on it podcast host as a guest on our show. We should do a crossover episode. I want to talk to the mail on it host about his podcast, his or her podcast about the name, how they came up with the name. Uh, and, uh, and let's make that work. All right. I'll reach out. Okay. I have no idea who it is or, uh, what it is. I got to listen to it though, because it does, it does interest me. Um, all right. I'm out of material. <laughs> I have come to the end of my line. I want to see, I want to talk real fast about this. I saw this viral video of this guy and, it's, and, and these gender reveal things are the worst. Oh gosh. The I saw you posted that worst. All right. They're the worst. And <laughs> Usually they're funny because like it's just they find some weird thing way to do it. And this the most stereotypical one has become the softball pitch where the husband swings and hits. Yeah. And we've seen some misses. And I thought the worst was the miss. Like, that's where I thought I was like, you can't do any worse than swinging miss. And it explodes on the ground. And that's how you find out that the, the, yeah. the, the baby is not yours. Because but yeah. I found <laughs> the baby is doomed. That'd be funny if it was like a purple smoke. If it was like a random color that wasn't pink or blue. Right. Like that means like <laughs> the letter on the inside says not yours. <laughs> yeah. You are not the baby's father. But I thought that the worst was the swinging miss. And no, taking the pitch. There was one. Oh this God. guy, he just didn't swing. <laughs> He, and he like looked he at his wife baby. and he like looked at his wife like it was high. It was a little too. It's like, buddy, <laughs> it was perfect. It was a little high. But like, dude, like you get one pitch. It's like, crazy. He, this guy's looking for a walk. Like, What's going on with this guy? This like, performance art for I didn't want this baby. This was an you, unplanned pregnancy. And you honestly got a little insight into the relationship because instantly he's mad at her for throwing a bad pitch. And she's instantly saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it's just like, dude, this is not her fault. Maybe no. it was a little high, but you just take a hack, buddy. You're not trying to get a hit. You just oh, got to yeah. make contact. Like any contact works. Right. Like, it was... No, it, it would have been better for him to go into a bunt crouch and, and yes. literally just barely bunt the thing. A bunt. That's a funny, like that would be a funny visual. Like that yeah. would have been a win. Yeah. Those reveal parties, um, like three times a year, you, you read about a, a, re a reveal party gone terribly awry. And someone is like injured by an exploding cannon or something. I mean, pe people are out of control. Or the wildfires a few years ago in California. Some of those were started by a gender reveal a, a yeah. party going wrong. Right. Exactly. Just terrible. But uh, yeah, that was I laughed out loud when I saw that video that you posted of that guy taking a pitch <laughs> when you have to swing. And then the dynamic right after of he, he's not wrong. She's wrong. And I was yeah. like, wow, this but, is. But there was also something in her body language that told me. She was a little pissed at him too. 
Of course she was. Yeah, but it was just like she's. But she said sorry. I was like, "What are you apologizing for?" Right. Yeah, that's got to stop. That's his fault. Yeah, totally. Um, Christopher, you told me the other day uh, that that you did something that I had. I thought you were out of. I thought you were out of material. He's back. Yeah, he's back. Um, I'm topicking again. That's right. (laughs) You did something the other day that I have never in my life done, and I'd like to talk to you about it because I find it interesting. That can't be true. No, no. You played golf alone. Oh. Um, I have never in my life played a round of golf by myself. Yeah, I, a lot of people do it. You'll play golf like with people, and and very regularly you see somebody out there by himself. So it's like a right. very common thing. I'm with you. It's not something I've done a lot in my life. The only times I have done it were the reason I did it the other day. It's when I get a new club. When I get okay. like a new iron or a new wedge or a new putter, I just get like antsy to use it. So I'll just like... All right, I got a couple hours here. I'll just go up on myself because you could play. I played in like two and a half hours. If you're by yourself and the course isn't crowded, way quicker than obviously playing with a bunch of people. So, um, yeah, like I, I, I'm not a big advocate for playing alone. It was nice though. I was out there listening to music, um, you know, hitting a couple. You can like I use it as a practice round. So I'm not like being as strict with my score. So I'm right. hitting hit, hitting a few extra mulligans, just working on some stuff. Dropping hmm. a ball from 70 yards out, even though I just approached from 150 because I want to use this new club. Right. So I'm like just taking extra shots. And it's just, yeah, it's, I found it enjoyable. I was, it, it's a, it's a little more exhausting because you're, you're always playing. You know, when you, when you're playing yeah. with other people, you have a lot more time to stand around and not exert energy and watch right. other people play. But when you're playing, it's just like you go up, swing, go back to the cart, get out of the cart, go swing, get back to the cart. So you're always moving. So it's a little bit more exhausting to play by yourself, honestly. But uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I like the idea a lot. Like it, uh, like just the solitude of it. Kind of like going fishing alone. I like doing that too. And uh, and like not that I've played, I haven't played golf in over twenty years. Uh, but like I've gone to Top Golf by myself. I yeah. did that several times last year and just go and just kind of work on the swing and actually yeah. like kind of pay attention to what I'm doing instead of, you know, is my kid going to try to jump off the top, you know, <laughs> jump over the yeah. net here, you know? Yeah. And, uh, or is my kid going to club me in the face? Either one of those two. It, it, it like, it's kind of nice. It, there was, it was a little, and like I hit one really good shot from like 110 yards out. I stuck it to like two feet. And, and, no was little, and there was a little where I'm like looking around. I'm like, damn, no one's saying great shot. But uh, <laughs> but hey, I knew it was a great shot. And now the, the world knows because I get the okay. film. Well, when I, when I see someone playing golf by themselves, I think one of two things. Number one, they must be really good. And this is like a practice round where they are fine tuning a certain shot or, or experimenting with a new swing or what have you. Or I think, wow, that guy's got no friends. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm very self-conscious uh, about that. When I used to travel a lot, I would hate to eat in a restaurant on the road by myself. Why? Because I'm very self-conscious about being seen as someone who is friendless. And um, God, you're so that's so over the top. Like you're insecure. Like I know. be secure with yourself. I'm going. Okay. I'm. I'm just gonna go to eat right now. I'm gonna I'm sit weird. at the bar. I'm gonna talk to the bartender. Like it is weird. Oh, I'll to... sit. I'll sit at a bar by myself. That's different. I'm talking about I don't like to sit at a table uh, in a restaurant by myself. Eh. I I never have. (laughs) What about for lunch? I kind of get you. Okay. If you're doing it at like 8 p.m. on a Friday night, then it's like this is a little odd. But like zero qualms. A lunch? Like a lunch? Like like dad, like people like you could be a lunch. Like I always eat lunch alone. Okay. All right. Well, you play golf alone, too. 
You know, we're cut from a different cloth. Yeah, Yeti, you're saying zero qualms with eating dinner on a Friday alone? Well, I'm never out of town alone on a Friday, but like, um, but like, oh, like when I go when I go for business trips, I have no problems going out for dinner at night, even at like a nicer place by myself. Like, I I like it. I get to kind of yeah. just be well, by myself in my because own. Because you're not insecure, Yeti. Maybe that's it. I don't consider myself to be insecure. A, a little self conscious, maybe. Okay, I mean, what's the? Isn't aren't those synonyms? Like- uh, you know, I think of. I think of these things, whether it's golf or dining, dining out, I think of these as social occasions meant to be done uh, ensemble, not solo. Yeah, but when you're it's out, just me. when you're traveling, like you want to eat good. So it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll do room service. I'll that's do room terrible service. food, though. That's something you're, you're sacrificing quality because you're in, like, you're self conscious about somebody's. What are they going to think? Like you're you're for, you're there for work. Like they don't deny yourself, Greg. You're denying yourself the chance for someone to come up and maybe make a pass at you, and and you can be like, "No, I'm good." <laughs> make a pass at me. <laughs> When's the last time someone made a pass at you, Dad? <laughs> God, I don't even know well, what that means. Like, what is a pass? Somebody winking, exaggerating. When's the last time you had to tell Barbara that you were married? <laughs> Barbara. Oh, I'm just picturing her name's Barbara. Oh man, and she's from Milwaukee, and you guys met in the Green Bay Hotel. Yeah. Okay, all right. I, I, there are a couple of stories over the years, but uh, I hey, don't feel good about sharing them on my podcast. <laughs> um, so we'll just leave it at that. Here's where my dad. My dad's like, I put my ring finger on my middle finger, and then I give him the middle finger to show him my ring finger. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. It, it it is weird though, since I stopped uh, wearing a wedding ring. It it um, you know. Dad, shut up! Like you get oh now you get hit on all the time. <laughs> You're so full of it. First of all, why don't you wear a wedding anymore? Well, don't you still wear the bolt on your pinky finger? Uh, I do, just when I'm uh, on a social occasion, not not day in day out. What? Uh, I, I I I wear my ring when I uh, go out to dinner. When I'm on the Levitard show, so you wear your pinky event. ring when you're out, yeah. but you don't right. wear your wedding ring. No, because it broke. <laughs> No, nah, um, on the road. W- what happened was it um, <laughs> it developed a, a hairline crack right on the back, the back of it, Jack, and and, <laughs> and it began to pinch my finger so badly that it, it like almost started to bleed, and it became irritant, you know, an irritant, and and it just hmm. you know just stopped wearing it. Wow. Uh, anyway, good good episode. It was a good episode. I don't know what we talked about, but we uh, sure killed an hour, didn't we? Um, Hey, everybody. When we see you next week, we're going to have joyous news about our Zoom party. Am I right? Well, no, they're already going to know. So, like, that, the news will already have broken. I know, but uh, it'll be exciting, believe me. And we're also going to have Father-Son Olympics uh, continuation with ping pong Mm -hmm. next week. I guarantee. People are so excited to hear that. I'm saying that aloud to put the pressure on us to actually make it happen. Uh, We may have a new Pop and G segment next week. Let's see about that. Let's see about that. But for now. The people are clamoring. They are. Clamming it. And clamoring, <laughs> and uh, and and we'll introduce you to uh, the host of the Mail on It uh, uh, Postal Service All right, podcast. Dad, wow! Enough, enough with coming up on next week's episode. Just That's say right. goodbye. Hey, everybody! Thank you as always, my pod family, for listening, for enjoying, uh, for being loyal to us every week, and we'll see you again next week. That first episode was so bad. It was great. <laughs>
It was so bad that it was great. You sounded like a that. robot. Did, did you did. intend for a news ticker to be like a the whole time? Is that what you wanted and it never happened? No, but when I think back, I literally did it in my closet, surrounded by by overcoats and suits and bags. And, and now our show's out of the closet. Yeah, exactly. I think there was that line, inevitably. Uh, our show uh, came out of the closet. But um, thank you all again, and we'll see you next week. That's the second time he's ended the episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of thing.